Whew. I tell you what, sometimes the conversations <laughs> in the breaks, while we can't bring them on the air, are somehow better than the conversations during the show. All I'll say is this, and we won't go any farther, but there was an appearance during the break from Spanish Bill Walton, and we'll leave it at that. Just let your imaginations run wild with what that may have sounded like during the break alongside Aaron Hawksworth and J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM live coast to coast on the BetQL network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today. Take us with you. You got one of those long road trips. You're tired of flipping through, trying to find a station that you like. You lock it in on your Odyssey app to the BetQL network. And then that long road trip and the possible boredom that may ensue, trying to play the license plate game with your kids or whatever. No, teach them how to bet. Teach them why uh, the run line is always hazardous and the money line can sometimes be better even if there's more juice. That's what children need to learn during that long trip to the shore, (laughs) undoubtedly. And watch the show. If it's a rainy day at the beach and you're cooped up inside, twitch.tv slash betql or YouTube. Just search Odyssey Sports. Uh, We talked about these edge rusher ratings that I want to get into in a couple minutes, but ratings, ratings everywhere. It's ratings and rankings season, SZN, around the NFL because, well, with some rookies reporting for camp today, we're still a little ways out from getting some real legitimate training camp storylines. And so ratings and ranking season takes over, and we're one month away from Madden 24 coming out. So EA Sports, they know how to play this game pumping out a little bit of publicity every single day, guys. They started yesterday by releasing the ratings for Madden 24 for wide receivers and safeties. I think, uh, I want to say Derwin James was the highest-ranked strong safety. Minka Fitzpatrick, the (laughs) highest-rated free safety. Jamar Chase gets, uh, excuse me, not Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson gets the highly coveted 99 ranking for a wide receiver. DJ Moore, he did not get a 99. He got an 86 overall, and DJ Moore is not happy about that. DJ Moore, in fact, is downright upset, uh, reacting to his rating uh, with, uh, I guess we'd call it anger. Yeah, Um, he's come over, and all he had to say coming over from Carolina to Chicago after seeing his Madden rating was, An 86 with a couple of laughing emojis. Come on now, EA Madden NFL. DJ Moore, not happy with his Madden rating. Some guys really do get like seriously offended and taken aback by these ratings, which is funny to see, especially in a day and age where they get updated all the time. Like this isn't like when we were kids playing video games and the rating was the rating and was locked in from year to year. If DJ Moore has a couple really quality games and connects with Justin Fields early on, they'll change his rating and everything. But Aaron, this is, I don't know, is this some kind of weird motivational ploy or tactic that Chicago Bears can use to their advantage? I think so. I think so because, you know, a guy like DJ Moore obviously is competitive. He may think he's better than he is in his own mind. I don't have a problem with that, but I think this is going to fuel him. Hashtag narrative. And I just like the overall direction of this Bears team, especially with the progression of Justin Fields. I'm excited to see him connecting with DJ Moore. And I'm expecting a lot from the Bears this season. So I think it's a good uh, fuel for motivation for not only DJ Moore, but the Bears overall. 
What's crazy is that receivers. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's crazy is that, that it's a video game that's driving this. That's what's crazy. It just shows you the, the, the power of it. Like, is there, like, do we know if, like, the, the, if, the, if the committee or the person that, that puts out, are they Bears fans? Are they Packers fans? Are they, are, they, are they Carolina fans? And they're mad, so they gave DJ an 86 because maybe they're from Charlotte or, or their buddies are, are, are Panther fans. It's, it's wild, but it just goes to show you, you know, now that DJ's in Chicago, the ultimate motivator was Michael Jordan, where he would make stories up of disrespect just to get himself fueled up so all these things are just fuel but it's amazing that it's a video game that 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 does it it's crazy top five wide receiver ratings for madden 24 and again these came out yesterday i mentioned justin jefferson the 99 overall tyree kill at 98 Devontae adams 97 and then a pair of 96s cooper cup and Stephon Diggs. So there you go. More Madden ratings coming out in drips and drabs, position by position throughout the week. And it'll give some people people something to get mad about and find some motivation for, I guess, at the very least. Maybe they're using these ESPN uh, league-wide position by position rankings as motivation as well. One of the first ones they put out uh, last week, middle of last week, I believe it was, the series is over now. But one of the ones that I think generates the most conversation edge rusher uh nick bosa rated by his peers and others around the league as the number one edge rusher in the nfl followed closely by miles garrett micah parsons tj watt then a little bit of a stratification we get to hassan reddick max crosby then brian burns matthew judon von miller ninth the only 30 year old or older player i believe listed in the top 10 and then 10th overall nick's brother Joey Bosa. So uh, aside from these ratings, Aaron, how do we look at this and does it affect, uh, how, how does it affect, I guess, when we're looking at, for example, let's start with the sack market. We've got sack over-unders, we've got sacks leaders. Um, do you look at this list and say, hey, maybe the people around the league who were used to compile these rankings know something that maybe we don't, maybe they're onto something. Yeah, I mean, I think it is a good way to see, kind of compare, okay, where are these rankings? And then could you find some value somewhere? Like, for example, I think it's going to be hard to repeat. Nick Bosa did lead the way in sacks with 18 and a half last year, and you could find him. He's not the favorite this year, and you could find him at plus 750. So I think it is, you know... I wouldn't say it's the end-all be-all when you're doing your handicapping, but I do think it is something to take into consideration and say, oh, okay, so this guy's ranked high here. Where can I find some value and kind of make some comparisons and then obviously add your own research, look at the, you know, the Niners schedule, what weak offensive lines are they playing? Could you see Nick Bosa mm-hmm. doing this again? And I think it's a good way to, you know, look at some of these season-long stats, J-Rod. Yeah, and then for me, what, what, the way I look at it is also see if there's a teammate that could benefit from playing alongside. Like, look at the Browns, right? Look at, you know, Miles Garrett gets so much attention. But the one that I'm focusing in on is Darius Smith. Remember, he was at Minnesota. Now he goes to Cleveland. All the attention's on Miles Garrett, all the doubles. Hey, he had 10 sacks last year. So all of a sudden now, maybe the options are opening more for Darius Smith. Maybe he can get some more sack love. Maybe he can get more, more sacks, and, and maybe his price can go up, and all of a sudden you can find value with him as a sack leader because Miles Garrett is getting all the attention. 
Yeah, and, and I think what's interesting is when you start to break down, I think the top four is where that, that clear stratification yeah. or delineation is. You know, Garrett, Bosa, Watt, Parsons. You'll yeah. find those four in a different order in each market seemingly everywhere you mm. look. So, for example, when you talk about sacks leaders, it, it may be Bosa is leading the board at one book. Perhaps it's Miles Garrett in another book. And then you move to a different market. You move to defensive player of the year. Micah Parsons plus, plus 650. And then Garrett 750. And Bosa falls down behind Watt. It's almost as if the books are saying, well, listen, Nick Bosa may lead the league in sacks, but we kind of expect him to do that. That's just a part of what he's called upon to do. And that's great. He can have 16 or 17 and a half sacks or whatever it may be, but that's not quite defensive player of the year level stuff. Micah Parsons is going to have more of an impact all over the field. And so when you start to talk again about those four in particular, I think those are the four big game wreckers as far as the front seven are concerned in the NFL. I think if I'm handicapping defensive player of the year, assuming Sauce Gardner doesn't go off and have like eight, nine interceptions and multiple pick sixes, I think it's got to be one of those four. And I think Parsons is probably the play there, again, unless T.J. Watt or, or Bosa or Garrett, any of those three, goes off for like a, a, a league record-breaking sack total again. I think Parsons is the play there at 650. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Look, I was just got distracted by Paul's note. I didn't realize TJ Watt was Trent Jordan Watt either. Yes. Shout out to BetMGM uh, for posting his <laughs> real name. For being highly specific in posting his name on the board for Defensive Player of the Year. In case there's another <laughs> TJ Watt out there that may be on the board. Very right? good. This Imagine is Trent being Jordan like, no. Watt. I don't want Trent Jordan Watt. I want TJ Watt. Where can I find his odds? <laughs> same thing happened to me with sauce Gardner, by the way the same exact thing i'm on i'm on looking up and they're like i'm like is sauce Gardner not on here for defensive <laughs> i literally looked and i looked and i'm like who's this ahmad Gardner guy that's 15 to 1 right oh. <laughs> whoops that would be whoops Oops. <laughs> this but is why it, you don't go so, out on a monday <laughs> good call um, or you don't go yeah, to sleep i think that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just stay up and ride it out. I mean, I think he's probably my favorite, though, of if you want to call them the long shots um, at BetMGM. Yeah. You mentioned Aaron, Michael Parsons, 650, Miles Garrett, 7 to 1, Trent Jordan Watt, uh, plus 750. And then you get to Nick Bosa and Sauce Gardner at 11 to 1, Max Crosby at 12 to 1. Um, those are probably of, the, of that tier, I guess that second tier of three. I'm looking at Sauce Gardner because, look, everybody's, I mentioned this earlier, everybody's all over the Jets. They are going to be, maybe not the darlings of the league. I still think the Lions fall more into that category. But so many eyeballs are going to be on the Jets. So many more eyeballs, I guess I should say, on the Jets this year than last year. And let's not forget that this is still an award that's voted on, okay? This is about, is this, if Sauce Gardner, again, has more interceptions than anybody else in the league, runs a couple of them back. Those are the highlights you're going to see every single Sunday night. They're going to they're gonna come in on red zone to show you 
a, a pick six run back from from Sauce Gardner. They're gonna they're gonna show it to you during halftime of football night in America. You're gonna see it again the next morning when you wake up. It's gonna be on your social media. So I think he's got the ability, Sauce Gardner, to have to use a Mike Tomlinism here uh, to have the splash plays necessary to get people to look at him as that DPOY candidate, Aaron. So where where are we at with Matthew Judon for Defensive Player of the Year? I mean, he had a ton of sacks, and I thought it was interesting that he had 15 sacks last year, and there was conversation of him, you know, kind of being a dark horse Defensive Player of the Year winner, you know, at times during the season. And at the book I'm looking at, his over his total for sacks is at 11 and a half. And I'm like, wow, so they're expecting quite a bit of regression from him, but maybe you could find some good value on him for sacks leader, defensive player of the year, or even the over uh, 11 and a half if, if, you think they're, uh, if you think he's going to continue that's, this. That's a good question, J-Rod. Like 50 to 1 for defensive player of the year, I don't think I'm in on Judon. Um, but I think the, the sack total is an interesting number. I do wonder how much the, and again, I come back to this all the time when we talk about award markets, are the Patriots the second half of the season? I get it. They're the Patriots. They're still a team that everybody's always got kind of a side eye to, even if they fall out of it. But I wonder if mm-hmm. Judon will be a guy on that defense who people are looking at and go, Oh, okay. He did this or he did that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the Patriots are a team that can get even the best player on their defense even if he outdoes his sack total by a few. Like, let's say Matthew Judon goes off for a 14 or 15 sack season. I still don't know if that's enough to get him into DPOY uh, conversation, J-Rod. Yeah, and also, what, what? unfortunately, it also so much depends on the position you play. Like, I'm with you, Chris. I'm with you on Sauce Gardner. I'm with you on, on, on him being the, uh, a possible defensive player of the year candidate. But he's a cornerback. Only five mm-hmm. cornerbacks have won the award. You know, the last time was mm-hmm. actually pretty recent. You know, it was Stephon Gilmore in t- 2019. But the other guys, I mean, are like, are like elite, like the Dion's, you know, Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson, you know, Mel Blunt, you know, Hall of Fame kind of guys. But again, it's kind of like the NFL MVP is usually, it's like the quarterback of the year, right? It's who's the best quarterback. That's who's going to be the NFL MVP. So it's so weird and it's so slanted to the to the position you play, maybe because you're, you know, you get the, the 16, the 17 sacks and you make the tackles while you can be the best quarterback and then no one hears of you of a game because no one's right. going to throw the ball to your side of the field. So it's, 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 it's sort of, it's such a, it's such a position driven thing as well. And, and that's something to take consider when you're going to make those bets. Yeah, you make a good point. Corners don't often win it, but when you've got a corner who can have huge impact the way I think Gardner can, I think it's worth keeping an eye on, especially at 11-1. to Let's go over, as we're talking about edge rushers, some of these sack totals that Aaron brought up and Matt Judon's case in particular. We look at some of the other guys at the top of the board, and we get ready for lightning bets to round out today's show as well. Live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app, alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Jim Rodriguez. It's Chris Mack. BetQL Daily.